0: Service. it's my privilege uh, today to introduce for, for some of you who have never been at our church until this week uh, but evangelist Nathan Morris God is using him uh, in a powerful powerful way has been uh, we, we we're just coming off of a uh, revival and all of our student ministries came together Wednesday night Thursday night Friday night and uh, evangelist nathan uh spoke on thursday night and uh just the presence of god was so profound and so many miracles and it was i mean it was a uh, it was a life-changing uh really destiny altering like our, our ministry won't really be the same and it's been a powerful week so we thank god the way he has shown up amen but about 14 years ago uh Evangelist Nathan Moore started a ministry, Shake the Nations, and over that time, God has really used him and his team to do that. He and his wife, Rachel, are here this weekend, and I'm telling you he is a gift to the church that's what the evangelist is he understands his role and you're going to understand the role of an evangelist if you if you don't uh, by the end of this service uh but God is using him and and we have a part in that too uh the church's role in the evangelist is we we come alongside and we support and and we give and we pray about how we could be uh kind kind of come arm in arm with a ministry like this and Uh, A really really good fruit going on Uh, also he has a booth out here with more resources so you can hit that up once we conclude the service but we're going to show a video of just uh, some of the ways that God is using this ministry, this team this footage is really over the last nine months or so uh, of of some of the miracles and some of the uh, crusades that have been happening so as you watch this be hearing from God on what you could do to be a part to advance the kingdom through this ministry, check this out
1: Tonight, esta noche, in this stadium, en este estadio, lives will be changed. Vidas serán cambiadas. The Holy Spirit, el Espíritu Santo, is going to fill this stadium. Va a llenar este estadio. Lives will be born again. Vidas van a nacer de nuevo. Body will be healed. Cuerpos serán sanados. Jesus, we give you all the glory. Jesús, te damos toda la gloria. We lift up your name. Exaltamos a tu nombre. Tonight, esta noche, you will be glorified. Será glorificado. And this is Oscar. He's, He's not been able to walk with a straight back for No, years. Back. no. But touched him, Dios lo tocó. he can walk straight. Y Show the people how you used to walk. Now show them what Jesus did. last enseña Somebody had a stroke down your right side. God is healing that paralysis. Move Dios your body right now. El Comienza a mover tu cuerpo. What is happening right now? You had a stroke. I was in bed for two months and I couldn't move. You could not move your body. It was dead. This side was dead completely. Walk, camina, walk. Camina. Lift your legs up, like this. your Move your hands. your hands. Somebody shout, Hallelujah!
2: Last year in the stadium, those of you who were there will remember that this man came upon
1: the stage. He was pleading to God because his daughter was in a coma. I came because of my daughter today. She's in a coma right now that's why I came right now here Lord let the angel of the Lord go to that hospital right now tell the people what happened to you and you prayed I received the, the anointing of the Recibí Holy Spirit la del Santo, and I fell when I went to the back fui atrás, not even five minutes ni cinco I received the, the call she una she Move her hand and opened her eyes Hallelujah! 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 This lady testified last night that God had touched her eye. Stop. Now this is her son. This child was blind in the, in the left eye. izquierdo. Yes. And the, the doctor has verified yes. it. Tell the child to do what I do. Look, look, look. Look, 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 look. Oh, come on, somebody! Come on, of the In Cristo, to God. Need of glory. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Si no Jesús You're going to run to this altar. No se vas a a este. you die tonight, where si would you spend the turn- ¿Dónde la Jesus is waiting for you right now. Jesús te está esperando en este momento. Come to Jesus.
0: Amen. Praise God. We're going to pray in just a moment, ask God what we could do to be a part of of a ministry like this. And I, I would encourage every single person, not to just take this moment lightly, but for every one of us to consider what God may be asking us to do to sow into a ministry like this. And uh, if you are giving digitally, it's his name is on the app, on the drop down, so you can give specifically uh, through that way if if you're giving digitally today. Uh, Let's pray. And let's ask God to, uh, to speak to us uh, in this service all across our campuses. Pray with me right now. Father in heaven, we do thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to give and to sow into a ministry like this. We pray, God, that the kingdom would be advanced, God. We pray that, uh, Lord, that moving forward, there would be so many uh, souls God saved, so many miracles, and so many lives transformed, and we thank you that we could be a small part of that today through our giving, through our sacrifice, and so speak to us today, we pray in Jesus' name, and everybody said Amen. amen, and now across all of our campuses here at Curry Ford, can we make welcome, can we go crazy right now for evangelist Nathan Morris as he comes to minister the word of
2: God. Amen. Oh, can we give Jesus a mighty shout of praise? Church, would you stand to your feet and give God a mighty shout of praise? He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah! 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 You know, church, I was saying in the first service, you know, around the world over the last while we were sleeping, Men and women from all over the world were making their way to bring their worship. In Africa, around the world, sometimes with no shoes on their feet, people were walking down dusty roads for for hours just to get into the presence of God. Many of them weren't coming to great buildings like this, but they were coming to the house of the Lord just the same, to bring their alabaster box. This morning, God has been waiting for you. Already, God has designed the world that 24 hours a day, there's worship happening. 24-7 around the world, men and women are bringing their praise to the throne of grace. But God has been waiting for you. This is your moment to tell Him that He's worthy. You know, I said this in the first service because the Lord just reminded me as I woke up this morning that The Bible says that when we enter into heaven on that day, there will be a silence in heaven. Did you know that's the only time in the Word of God that it ever describes that there's a silence in heaven? Whenever you read the Bible about heaven, it always speaks of praise and thunderous rivers of living water that flow from the throne. It says that the cherubim will cover themselves and they cry, holy, holy. It says the elders cry out, holy, holy. Innumerable angels cry, holy, holy. Can you imagine what heaven calls a choir? I said, can you imagine what heaven really calls a choir? You've got an incredible worship team, but compared to heaven... I'm talking about sounds that your human ear could not even hear it's so glorious and yet (laughs) there's something happens when vessels made of clay begin to lift up their voice listen if you could hear me singing the Utagon oh dear Lord but I promise you in the ears of God it is sweet incense it is so precious one time I was in a big crusade and I, they, they, were, they were just playing their, their drums and they weren't just incredible drum kits like this. They were just two barrels with skins and they were pounding them. And people were lifting up praise and as they did, the glory of God came and suddenly I could hear cheers as, as somebody would lift up their crutches and people were being healed all over the place. I said, God, this is incredible. And then I was reminded of that scripture when there would be a silence in heaven and I said, Lord how come there'll be a silence? this is all happening in the midst of the move of God and it changed my life. you know what the Holy Spirit said to me? because the angels cannot sing the song of the redeemed see my friend the angels clothed in glory around the throne cannot sing the song that they are washed in the blood. They are forgiven. They don't know what it is to be lost and then be found. They can sing holy, but they can't cry. They can't sing the song that I am born again. I am saved. I am the righteousness of God. I am cleansed. I'm forgiven. I'm a son. I'm a daughter. That's why the devil hates worship that's why hell's tried to close your mouth this morning that's why all week hell will fight you to kill your praise because he knows that god cannot resist the song of the redeemed whenever you lift up your voice he cannot resist he will come and dwell and inhabit your praise so this morning can you lift up your voice can you give god what is worthy of praise come on lift up that shout Jesus, we worship You this morning You are worthy of it all Father, I declare that this is holy ground And where Your spirit, Spirit is, there is liberty There is freedom So this morning we come boldly before the throne of grace Let Your Word bring life and restoration Salvation, healing and deliverance And I'll give You all the praise And all the glory, and the people of God shouted, Amen. Amen. I want you to turn to three people and say, get ready, God is in the house. Good morning, Faith Assembly. How many thank the Lord that you're in His presence this morning? Do you know that we've come to the table of the Lord? We've come to His table to dine with Him. That is the promise of God. I love that scripture in Psalms because it says that God has prepared a table even in the presence of our enemies that means you can be under attack you could have had a dreadful week and yet God said I prepared a table come and eat come and dine come and taste of the bread of life come and drink of that living water what a mighty God we serve well you know I had the privilege of being with the youth on Thursday night what an incredible move of God just you know We heard of of testimonies. There was a a young lady that used to cut herself, just a young girl, used to self-harm, and she had the scars that reminded her of that past, and somebody wrote in, and in the middle of the service, God removed the scars. Totally. Come on, God. Give God praise this morning. What a mighty God we serve. Uh, Saturday night, I preached a message, and... You know, I did come with a message that I was going to preach across the services, but how many know the Holy Spirit has His way and He changes your plans? So if you didn't hear that message, please get a hold of it. It's called Eternal Crown. If you go to Faith Assembly, I think they have it online. Please watch that. I believe it will be a powerful message that will truly change your life then this morning I woke up and I thought I'd got my plan and then the Holy Spirit changed that plan again so how many know that God has a word especially for you this morning I preached that word in the first service and I thought okay I'll get back to my plan but I just can't get off this word there's a word for you this morning and it's not just for you it's for this house can you say amen Amen. how many know God's got something for you in this season that is greater than can you can possibly think or imagine say amen I've not then done this in any of the other services, but I just feel, can I just play you one more clip? I came to America in 2010. As you can all well see and know, I'm not from America. I am American now. I'm a citizen, so you can't get rid of me. (laughs) But I was born in England. I grew up in England. I'm the son of pastors who served the Lord all their lives. My father's the most praying man that I know, and yet he only, he pastored a church no greater than 120, 130. By the way, that's a great number to pastor. You'll get that on the way home. The upper room, but anyway, anyway. But that little church, God birthed out of that little church men and women that God is using across the nations of the world. And God spoke to me. He said, what I'm about to do in your life is not because of you. It's because of the faithfulness of your father and your mother. Can I tell you from every generation, their ceiling becomes our platform. You're here because there was a generation that prayed for you. That cried out that God would move. Come on, say amen. That's why I thank God for the lives of Pastor Carl and Alice Stevens and this pastoral team. Well, You ought to praise God that you have men and women that God is using to be a covering that God can move in your life. Somebody say amen. Very quickly, because of time, I, I don't want to labor this, but I felt prompted so strongly to play this video. In 2010, I came to the United States on the invite of a a man of God named Pastor John Kilpatrick. It was supposed to be for two days. This has been the longest two days of my life. I came to preach. We were holding gospel campaigns around the world. Up until then, we'd already seen over 100,000 Muslims give their lives to Christ around the world. And already God was doing great signs and wonders in these crusades. But I came to preach for a conference And on the first night, something very powerful happened that I'd never experienced before. The glory of God invaded that place. It felt like someone put a hot blanket around me. I I fell in the fall while I was preaching. Suddenly, people started crying out. It was just spontaneous. God moved in a mighty way. I I remember a man who was totally unsaved. His wife had dragged him to the meeting. Are there any in here right now? (laughs) If you don't come to church, you ain't going to eat for the rest of the week it was one of those but he was blind in his right eye wasn't even saved and the power of God came in and God opened his eye he stood up and started shouting what
1: is happening
2: I wish I knew I could have told him but he was the power of God but there was a woman it birthed what was called the Bay Revival and there was a woman one night in a service she'd been paralyzed for 23 years from her waist down Little did I know that this miracle would go around the world. When this miracle happened, it happened right here in the United States. CNN, ABC, all the newscasts began to flood in to the revival to report on what God had done. I wanna play you this miracle. I'm not playing to entertain you. But what the Lord spoke in the first meeting, I believe, is a word not only for your life but for this house. Because God's about to reposition some of you. He's about to shift your faith to a whole new place. Are you ready for what God has for you this morning? Go ahead and play the video.
3: There's a whole lot that I don't recall specifically, but I know this, the car vehicle was upside down and they were trying to get me out. And there was music playing in my head.
4: On a snowy Christmas day in 1987, Dahlia Knox was in a car with her sister and brother-in-law when they were hit by a drunk driver.
3: I was semi-conscious, then I went unconscious. And so then I woke up in the hospital.
4: Although the others escaped with minor injuries, the crash left Dahlia paralyzed from the waist down. Doctors told her she would likely be confined to a wheelchair the rest of her life.
5: From there on, I had to, I mean, I went through, like, what do I do from here now? Where do I go from here?
4: Dahlia was determined to live her life. An accomplished gospel singer, she continued her work in music ministry, but her life was hard.
3: I would continue to go and sing, and I would push myself, you know, into the restroom or the shower, whatever. And then I would drag myself into the car, and I would push myself. It was one of those things where you had to drag yourself. You had to push yourself.
4: Dahlia believed God would heal her as people prayed constantly for her. But after a decade passed with no changes, she started to lose hope.
3: I didn't like going to altar calls because every time I would go somewhere, The service would change to a healing service, and somebody would try to pull me out of the chair. And I've been plopped, dropped, flopped, and flipped, and you know, to the point where I was like, I just can't go through that anymore.
4: While attending a Christian conference, she was captivated by one of the speakers, Bishop Levy Knox.
3: It was so amazing, because he didn't see the wheelchair. He saw beyond the wheelchair.
4: He later became her husband, and a major source of inspiration for Dahlia.
3: I remember him taking me in front of the mirror at home um, and holding me up and, and just say, I want you to see yourself standing. He would take me and dance with me and just, you know, as my legs would dangle, he would take me around. And he was one that always continuously tried to put hope and faith in me as to think beyond that, even though at times I was frustrated about it.
4: By 2010, Dahlia had been in a wheelchair for over 22 years. In August, she and her husband attended a conference hosted by evangelist Nathan Morris.
3: The evangelist went up, and he started speaking on healing and all that. Had I known it was a healing service, I have to be honest, I would have never gone.
4: She was at the front of the church with her husband when Pastor Morris started praying for her.
5: Here I am confined for 22 and a half years. In this wheelchair, and for the first time in the longest time, I find myself that something could possibly really be happening. I said, I'm feeling something in my
2: legs. The power of God is all over this sister right now. She normally has no feelings, but she she can feel our hands on her our hands on her legs. And she's had no
5: I had to get to the heart of it. And the heart of it was, are you willing to risk your pride and take a step of faith, even if you fall?
4: With the assistance of her husband, Elia slowly rose. She later stumbled and sat back down, fighting to block out the doubts flooding her mind.
5: I remember the words that he prayed were, let faith arise in this woman of God. In Hebrews 11, faith is in the present, in the now. It, it's standing between two present terms, now faith is. And I sat there and a
3: righteous indignation came in me, a righteous anger came in me. I just said to them, I just said, just worship, just worship, just worship, because I wanted to drown everything that was going out. out, out. I just, just worship, just right worship, worship, worship.
4: Then her husband and Pastor Morris helped her back on her feet. She took a few steps on her own. Then, as the congregation sang and prayed, Dahlia started walking around the church.
5: Paraplegians will tell you that you can move on your hips. And so I thought, was I moving on my hips? I just started moving my knees up and down, and I started bouncing on my knees. It was like the awakening. This is really happening.
0: She began to take those steps and
2: began to walk. It was like the Word the word that had already been spoken, uh, beholding the word, uh, hearing the word, and now the manifestation of the promises of God was being fulfilled right before our eyes. It was phenomenal, it was, it was life-changing for us.
4: Over the following weeks, she says God began to strengthen her legs. Three weeks later, she walked in front of her own congregation for the first time. Today, Dahlia leads worship at Living Word Christian Church in Mobile where her husband is the pastor. She also dances with him every chance she gets.
3: The miracle is the journey, is not the moment. It's the journey of recognizing who God is. If he would have never healed me, I would still be pushing through to get into his face. Because it's not about the healing, it's about the journey of knowing that God is there for us.
2: What a mighty God we serve. Can you shout amen in the house of God? He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His name is Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and he is worthy of all the glory. Can you say amen? Are you ready for the Word of God this morning? I want you to turn with your Bibles, please, to the Gospel of Mark chapter 8. I'm going to read from verse 22. This message was not planned, but I believe it's the Word of the Lord. Mark chapter 8 verse 22. The Bible says, then he came, that is Jesus Christ, came to Bethsaida. And they brought a blind man to him and they begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. And he looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up. And he was restored and saw everyone clearly. Then he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town, nor tell anyone in the town. I just want to read verse 23 again. So he, that is Jesus, took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. I want to speak this morning just for a few moments on the subject, reposition for your vision. Reposition for your vision. I want you to know that you've been called for such a time as this. I thank God for great men and women of God throughout generations that have stood and contended for the faith in their hour, in their time. But guess what? Those people have gone. They have run their race. God didn't choose the greats for now. He chose you. For you to truly understand that, you need to realize your identity in Christ. That we are heirs of salvation. To be an heir means that you have an inheritance. That's why Paul wrote to the Ephesians and he said that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and the glory of his his riches and his inheritance in the saints. Notice where the inheritance of God is. It's in you god has put something in you to those he foreknew he also predestined there's a destiny that god has put inside of you that's your purpose you only know your calling your calling is to stand in this hour and contend for the faith which god has entrusted to you can somebody say amen when you know who you are you'll realize that there are some things in this world that are going to try and fight for your purpose the kingdom of God suffereth violence and the violent take it by force sometimes if you need a breakthrough you can't just wait for it you got to contend for it that means you got to fight for it you got to fight for your marriage you got to fight for your children the devil is going to take ground from you while ever you don't stand up and say devil as for me and my house we will serve the Lord Is there anybody in this house this morning? See, I need to tell you that you were made to rise. The Bible says that you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. That means God has positioned you to change your perspective on the way you see your life. When I'm on a plane, many times I look out of the window and I'm shocked because from that perspective, what's sent big to me down there suddenly seems like a little molehill. See, when God changes your perspective, he'll change your faith. When you really see the way he sees, everything changes suddenly you realize that no weapon formed against you is able to prosper there's no fear because I know the greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world tell tell your neighbor you're highly favored you were made to rise can I just preach this the way I want to preach it for a few moments is that okay the Bible says in Isaiah 40, 29, he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. How many need that strength increasing right now? Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord oh, shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they will not faint. You want a revelation about the eagle? when a baby eaglet is learning to fly the mother eagle will will literally tip the eaglet out of the nest and the eaglet begins to fall but just before the eaglet's about to hit the ground what he doesn't know is that the male eagle has been soaring on the heights and he waits for that eaglet to feel like he's gonna hit the floor and in that moment the eagle comes and he takes him under his wing and he causes him to go higher than he's ever been before in other words when he thought it was over when he thought it was finished, really it was a purpose. That God was about to change their perspective because you were made to soar on the wind of his spirit. Somebody say amen. amen. You were made to rise. <laughs> See, I believe the word for today is that God is trying to reposition some of you. He's trying to shift your faith because you've got no idea what he's about to release in your life. How many are ready to move with him, to change with him? I just wrote some notes, and I want to preach it the way I know how. And this is the only way I know how. You may be bound by sin, but you can still rise. You may be broken, but you can still rise. You may be depressed, oppressed, misunderstood, but you can still rise. You may be discouraged, lonely, confused. You may feel broken, but can I tell you, you can still rise. You may feel betrayed, isolated, disappointed, angry, perplexed, but in Jesus' name, if you just see him on the throne high and lifted up, you can still rise your trial is only temporary your failure is not final your condition is not your conclusion every barrier today will become a breakthrough for your tomorrow and your perseverance through it all will produce your praise is there anybody in the house that says God I'm gonna praise you through every trial and every test give me a moment my brother let me just preach the word somebody say amen See, my friend, the enemy wants to blind you from your purpose. And that leads me to my text. The Bible says that Jesus comes to a place called Bethsaida. And the Bible says that they bring him a blind man. They bring a blind man to Jesus. And in the text, Jesus takes the blind man by the hand and leads him outside of Bethsaida. This story is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. See, I thank God for the vase in my life. When I didn't know how to get a breakthrough, God brought me the right people at the right time that had already received what I was searching for. See, those people led the blind man right to the feet of Jesus. And sometimes you gotta praise God that even in your blindness, God brought some people around you that led you right into a place where God was about to renew your vision. That's why I'm careful who I get connected to. I'm careful who I'm connected to. Because I make sure that what's leaping in them is leaping in me. Because I need someone that's alongside me not telling me what God's not going to do. I need people around me telling me, I'm with you. God's going to do it. We're going to believe for nations to be shaken. I believe that God still heals. He still sets the captive free. I, I want to speak to somebody right now. You need to be careful what you're connected to. Because if, you, if you're if you connected to unbelief, then something will begin to happen in your life. But if you get around those that are flowing with the Spirit of God, that are proclaiming the Word, I promise you this, the supernatural of God will begin to manifest in your life. Give God a mighty shout of praise. They bring a blind man to Jesus. Jesus doesn't even talk to him. Can you believe there's no conversation? The blind man doesn't even say to Jesus, who are you? Jesus just takes him by the hand and leads him out of the town. I don't know about you, but if I was blind and someone started leading me somewhere, the first thing I'd ask is, Where are we going? And that's the problem with many Christians. You ask God too many questions. See, you got to come to a place where you say, God, I don't want to be blind. I want to see what you're doing in this hour. I want to know what you got for my life. Lord, wherever you lead me, I will follow. See, God can't show you what you think you can achieve in the natural. See, when you reach the end of your road, you actually reach the beginning of God's. And sometimes in your blindness, you got to say, God, I don't know where I'm going, but I know you're leading me. And Lord, I don't walk by sight, I walk by... You need blind faith right now. You need to cancel out what the the, the atmosphere is telling you, what your situation is telling you, and say, God, I've stepped into this new season, and I'm ready to see what you can do in my life. God, wherever you lead me, I will follow. I wish I could tell you that when I began this journey, I knew where God was taking me. I didn't, but what I did say is, God, I'm pursuing you. I want whatever you want in my life. I didn't know God was going to take me around the world. I didn't know I would leave home one day and never return for years. I'm an only child. My mom and dad, like, I was gone. But yet, when they saw what God was doing in my life, they realized that's the reason why I was born. And I'm trying to tell you right now, sometimes the enemy will try and blind you from your purpose to keep you locked in an environment that will never see breakthrough. You see, I said, Lord, why did you lead him out of Bethsaida? Why couldn't you just heal him in Bethsaida? If you'd have healed him in Bethsaida, we'd have had a whole town revival. The whole place would have been shaken. But that's men's thinking. See, sometimes we tell God how he's going to move, when he's going to move. Who are you, friend? You have no idea what you need. You don't know your way out of this. You don't know how to get a breakthrough. So why are you telling God the way you need to come out? See, what the blind man didn't know is that Jesus had already pronounced a woe to Bethsaida. He said, woe to you, Bethsaida, for if the mighty works which were done in you would have been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes, but it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the judgment than for you. You see, the problem was with Bethsaida, they were locked in their unbelief. And that's the problem. Many of us are trying to have a breakthrough in a Bethsaida environment. See, my friend, if there's unbelief in your home, if you speak unbelief in your home, then you got a Bethsaida home. See, when it comes to the miracles of God, atmosphere is everything. See I've learned to declare in my home the word of God. I've learned to praise him no matter what we're going through. You watch those videos and you see the victories but can I tell you behind every screen behind every shot there's a fight that I had to praise God for because I didn't know where I was going. I was just blind faith going after Jesus but there was a fight and Jesus knew how to get me the breakthrough and I'm trying to preach to somebody right now. Some of you are living in a Bethsaida environment trying to get a breakthrough in your life and God saying no I got to move you I gotta reposition your faith in order for you to see the way I see oh you ought to praise God right now is your praise living in Bethsaida is your prayer life living in Bethsaida is your faith living in Bethsaida See, I believe the Lord wants to do a work this morning. He's going to reposition some of you. He's trying to get you out of your best-seder in order to increase your faith so you can see the way he wants you to see. You see, the blind man, he had to leave the they and he had to go it alone. You see, sometimes we're trying to stay hold of people. We try to stay connected to people that God says, no, let them go. They ain't going where you're going. See, I remember trying to stay connected because I wanted to be loyal, but some people just got to go. They're not as hungry. They don't want what you want. It doesn't make them wrong in you, right? It just means God, he's trying to take you to a new realm of faith. He's trying to bring you to a greater breakthrough. You got to learn to let them go. See, God is speaking to some people right now. 'Cause your twenty nineteen was a best seda. But twenty twenty, he's about to change your vision. He's repositioning you. You said, God, why is this happening? He had to take it in order for you to step into the new. So that thing had to go. I remember where God took things out of my ministry. There was a season where my board left me and partners left me. Right in the middle of a so-called revival, all else was, was just falling away. I said, God, what is happening? I didn't realize that in that season change, God was taking me out of my Bethsaida in order for me to see in a way I'd never seen before. See, I'm preaching to some people this morning that you've been blinded in a situation. You've been blinded by the pain. You've been blinded by the hurt. And now there's bitterness and it causes the best Seder that we say, God, how did this happen? But I got news for you this morning. God's about to reposition you. Give God praise in this house. <clears throat> Jesus leads him out. A Bethsaida he changes his environment in order to speak life right into his blindness and he spits in his eyes yeah you heard it now this man's just saying Lord Jesus please don't let him spit in my eyes but you see sometimes we get offended by the way God moves but the holy spirit told me offense is for those people that have never known trouble see when you got trouble in your life you get so desperate that you can't afford to be offended you just say god however you got to do it where the way you got to do it i don't care how you're going to move lord just do it in me if you got a spit in my eye lord then go ahead see i've seen moves of god the glory of god comes in like a cloud i've seen literally hundreds those possessed by demons starting to sprint all over screaming i've seen people at the same time holding up crutches i'm talking about chaos and most religious people would walk in and say how could this be god and yet they are blinded because in the midst of it god is birthing restoring delivering setting the captive free you see you might think it's spit in the eye, but I've learned to recognize that God had to reposition me where I said, God, I ain't going to stop this. I'm going to let you do what only you can do in my meetings. I don't know about you, but I want to see a move of the Holy Ghost in my generation. See, sometimes what you call offensive God uses it to broaden your vision. See, I didn't realize, but there was a teaching in Judaism that the firstborn son, there was healing properties in his spit. Jesus was trying to reveal to to the man, even in his blindness, that I'm not just a prophet, I'm the son of God, I'm the firstborn, I am the Messiah. Not only that, if you ever have a DNA test, did you know one of the greatest DNA tests you can have is in your spit? That's why they swap your mouth. And here's what the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. Does your vision have his DNA? Is what you're building connected to the kingdom or are you building your own empire? Because if you are, you're blind and you need God to reposition you in order for your vision to connect to eternity. Does your vision have his DNA? Does your ministry have his DNA? I'm not in ministry for fame. I'm in ministry to see nations shake. I wanna see souls want to the kingdom. We gotta connect our vision to eternity and then we will see the way heaven sees. Somebody give God a mighty shout of praise. I gotta move on, I'm out of time. But you see, Jesus repositions him and says what do you see? And he says, I see men like trees walking. (laughs) Question, how does a blind man know what a tree looks like? I said, how does a blind man know what a tree looks like? I said, how does a blind man know what a tree looks like? Can I suggest to you, what he saw was not blindness. I've heard preachers say, well, it was a partial miracle. Are you kidding me? Jesus could have caused his eyes to come out of his head, turn colors three times, go back in his head, and he would have seen. Are you telling me that Jesus does a partial miracle? Give me a break. In everything Jesus does, there's a revelation, not just to him, but to a generation after generation. Can I suggest to you, what he saw was not partial sight. It was what he was about to become. Oh, you don't hear what I'm saying to you. See, whenever God shows in the Word a tree with man, it means of being planted, being rooted, and being established. See, I'm trying to preach to some people that you feel like you've been in a season where you were blind, but really God was repositioning you because He's about to plant you. You're about to be rooted, and out of those roots, you will be established in a greater anointing than you've ever known in your life. Give God a mighty shout of praise. I'll show you. Psalms 1 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Bethsaida, if you're walking in Bethsaida this morning, get out, get out, you know I wasn't going to do this but I'm going to do it anyway, I'm tired of the critics telling me what is not God, well if the blind seeing, the deaf hearing, the lame walking, multitudes getting saved, people being filled with the Holy Spirit, restored loving Jesus, then what is God? they can't show me what he's doing they just want to criticize and I'm I'm done with trying to argue with the critics I want to see what God's doing in my generation I'm ready to say God reposition me I'm going with you Lord I'm following the Holy Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Are you ready for this revelation? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he shall prosper. You know what I see this morning? I see men like trees walking. I see men and women that God is planting and establishing. He's releasing new vision, new anointings, new stature. That God is going to shake America. Orlando will be shaken by the power of the Holy Ghost. I don't hear you, church. Give God a mighty shout of praise. I see men like trees walking. See, my time's up, but I'm going to open up this altar. I ain't going to plead with you. I ain't going to beg you. But if you know your heart's stirred right now, then you're going to get out of your row, get out of your seat. You're going to come to this altar, and the fire of God's going to fill you. Already this morning, God has been healing the sick one woman was due for surgery she was supposed to have steel pins in her arm she couldn't lift it her arm just shut up right there pastor the lady spoke with pastor I mean God is doing miracles but you know what I thank God for the miracles but I believe God he wants to reposition some people because in 2020 he wants you to see in a way that you've never seen before you see but before God can release the harvest in your life you got to see it not with these but in here see before I saw the videos I'd already seen it in my spirit I'd already moved with him enough that I saw that God was about to open the nations I'm asking you this morning what do you see see I've not come for a preaching engagement I've come for the spirit of God to move right here right now but this is for the hungry this is for those that stop asking questions God why this why that and you say Lord I'm just going to follow you Wherever you take me, I'll go. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do it. But Lord, I ain't living in a best sailor all my life. I'm tired of not seeing what you promised. But he takes the hungry and the bold. This morning, I'm telling you right now, the power of God is going to move throughout this place. Come here, my brother. How are you? Just close your eyes. Give me your hand. Fire! The Holy Ghost. The power of God is going to move. I said, The power of the Holy Ghost is going to move. But you got to move with Him. Well, I don't know, brother. The Bible says that God will not give you a stone if you ask for bread. You're not coming to a preacher. coming to your father and he wants to show you great and mighty things don't get in a in a best said by saying well that's just for a preacher or that's just for an evangelist I could never do that that was a lie that the enemy used over my life for years who do you think you are you're just a young man in England who do you think you are but it was a lie Keep me blind in a best Seder. But I started to move with God and say, God, this ain't about me, this is all about you. And I'm hungry enough and I'm thirsty enough to follow after you with all of my heart. Wherever you take me, where well, I'll go. This morning I'm calling the hungry and the thirsty. Get out of your seat. Get out of your row and run to this altar. And say, God, today is my day. This is my
1: moment. Lord, I'm going to see a repositioning in my life. If that's you, come right now.